0: Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter in multifamily real estate. I'm your host, JC Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me as always is my good buddy, my co-host, my co-pilot, Mr. Paul Peebles, national underwriter for old capital lending. Paulie, you look like you might be somewhere else than your normal sort of getup.
1: Not in Dallas today, JC. I am in uh, beautiful Kauai, enjoying uh, a little summer vacation with the family, but I wanted to, uh, to spend some time with one of our friends and uh, I'm glad we were, we were able to put this together. So again, Paul Peebles with Old Capital Lending and let's turn it over to JC.
0: Well, Paul, you know, today what I figured we would talk about is we're going to talk about, for all you buyers out there, all you people that want to buy multifamily properties, we're going to talk today about how you can get more looks and buy more deals with a multifamily broker. And, you know, I think what's really important here, guys, is is that if, if you really think about it, brokers have a pretty hard job. Um, and we've got one on the line with us today that you're going to meet and talk to. But brokers have a hard job in the sense that they've got, you know, multiple deals that they're juggling at any one time, maybe five deals at one time. And they've got another six deals that they're underwriting and giving brokers opinions of value. So, you know, these guys... It may seem like it's easy work in these this in the seller's market we're in, but these guys work really hard. And so really the magic of creating these good relationships with brokers means that you're going to learn and you're going to master how to become a person that puts the broker's deal on autopilot. Make their life easy when when they award you a deal and give you the opportunity to close on a deal because if you learn how to do that, you're going to get a lot more looks and a lot more deals. And so that is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to get more looks and do more deals. So what I want to do is introduce to you guys, Mr. Chris Duye of CBRE in Dallas. Chris, welcome to the show and thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thank you for having me, JC and Paul. It's a real pleasure.
0: That's awesome. Well, all you buyers out there, all you listeners, I I want to read a couple stats on on Mr. Duye because he's got a pretty, pretty impressive background um, he is the senior vice president at CBRE in Dallas, and he has uh, his team is actually the number one ranked team uh, in in terms of the DFW area. Uh, they did 1.8 billion dollars in transactions in 2018. Let me repeat that: 1.8 billion dollars in transactions in 2018. They are the largest uh, brokerage shop in DFW. That is an incredibly large amount of volume that they pushed through last year. Chris has been in the business for 18 years and, um, and he has personally transacted over $1.4 billion in lifetime uh, uh, transactions in the DFW market. So Chris is a very, very experienced broker with many, many years. And so he is absolutely a person that can give you a very, very good feel for what you need to be doing um, to put a, a, a deal on autopilot, which is really, really important if you want to be a good and consistent buyer that's going to do multiple deals over the long run. So, Chris, you know, really, without any further ado, let's get right to it. These listeners want to know what are the five things that people can do, uh, actionable steps. We want to hear about actionable steps people can do to increase their chances of doing more deals with you.
2: Sure, sure. And, and again, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to speak on this. Uh, I would say the first, the first idea to come to mind would be right when you begin the negotiations upfront. Uh, even for a contract negotiations is the the consideration for your letter of intent, so be proactive on contract negotiations, but that all starts when you first submit your letter of intent in writing what What I mean by that is we have a a lot of offers that come in on a lot of deals, and what we see is the bulk of the offers are on our uh, offers of letter of intents are on one page. but if there are some key points that you want to make sure that are in your contract and it could be very small minutia kind of stuff for very high level type of items, but those you should very much put into the letter of intent. So if sellers reps and warranties are important or a particular title company that, that you have to have for some reason, or if there's something timely, you know, we need uh, for tax purposes or whatever to close, make sure you put that in the letter of intent because that letter of intent really is a blueprint to start that, that contract. The other point I would like to address on this topic would be, um, everybody obviously should use a lawyer, but make sure you're using a good lawyer. And what I mean by that is a lawyer that obviously covers all your basis and protects your interests, but is very much focused on seeing the contract uh, be a win-win. It fulfills everybody's needs and it goes through the process and finally gets executed. Um, yeah, I would tell
1: you, yeah, I would tell you that that's probably number one thing uh, when it comes to finding an attorney is that there's a lot of attorneys out there and there's, there's, title attorneys, there's estate planning attorneys, there's SEC attorneys, but the ones that you really want to find are really contracts attorneys. And you're looking for pro, proactive contracts attorneys. Yes. You're looking for people that have done multiple transactions, whether it's a, a real estate, but specifically apartments. And that's exactly what you want to find. Is And you may have to get a referral from the listing agent about who they would recommend but you want to find uh, an attorney that is a proactive attorney trying to make the deal, not trying to put a bunch of red lines across the contract itself or even, uh, even start you off on the wrong path about taking time. Time in these deals is of the essence. Time, lots of time kills deals. So find a good attorney. So that's a great information, Chris.
2: And one other point I wanted to address on that was also this responsiveness. I think you touched on a little bit, Paul was that, you know, if, if, you get an, uh, an, a letter of intent agreed to it's everybody that's involved in it from the buyer's side. If somebody's going on vacation, if there's a wedding, if, um, you know, whatever the, if it affects the time period, if the lawyer is going to be out of pocket for a while, the response time is very important. We've had deals where they get agreed to and signed off in a day. And we've had deals that have gone on for a month and, and everybody even one under contract is already experiencing deal fatigue before even starting the process. So I would say that's another key point is making sure that everybody's readily available to negotiate the
1: contract. Time kills deals. Time kills deals.
0: Time does kill deals. What, Chris, what would you say is the average time that you're going to want to see a deal from award to contract signature in this market that we're in? What's the time frame you see, you'd say that you'd want to see happen here?
2: We usually budget about a week. So exactly. so a letter of intent executed... Um, you've got a weekend in there and, and who knows what else, but yeah, I mean, we usually on our proposals for a seller, here's the timeline, Mr. Mr. Owner, Mr. Potential Client, from when we market the asset to close, we usually put in there about a week of, hey, that's when the contract's going to get negotiated. Great. What's well, yeah, point,
1: number, point number
2: two? Sure. Point number two is, is provide a list of due diligence items ahead of contract execution, So when we're getting into the when we're going back and forth with the lawyers and the buyer and seller on a contract, go ahead and send us the due diligence list that you're that you're needing. And it doesn't have to be a long list or it can be. But what's more important is almost prioritizing like, you know, uh, you know, top 40 music songs. You know, number one is important and the most needed and probably most immediately and timely needed. Because then for some reason, whatever that item is, it might be needed for the loan application. It might be needed for third parties. So ranking them is, is very much a key proponent of doing that. But having that due diligence and being proactive and putting the deal on autopilot, um, that's very important.
0: You know, Chris, it's such a great point. I mean, if you think about it, typically with these contracts, you only have about three days uh, between the time the contract is executed and the time that the DD items are due. And typically, as a seller, you may not necessarily be looking at the DD items during the contract negotiations because you've got so many other things happening. Um, So getting that DD list out to the broker ahead of time as a buyer before the contract is even executed while you're drafting these things and then the broker can go follow up with the with the seller and say hey these are the really important dd items you know that seller is going to go back ahead of time and he's going to start getting those things ready and he's going to give himself a lot more than three days to make sure and get those dd items done and at the end of the day if he's got more time that means he's going to be more complete or he or she's going to be more complete with their with their dd items to the buyer so it's such a great point chris you got to get that list out ahead of time before the contract gets signed
2: Cause some of those items the seller may or may not even have, they might not even exist. And that's just if we can cut that off at the pass and discuss it and work through it, it's not a problem. If it pops up later down the road, it, it becomes more of a problem.
0: Absolutely. So what do you got? What's number three? These are great tips, Chris. So number,
2: number three is have your loan package ready to go. Um, <laughs> usually when looking at a deal, Um, what we usually do as brokers, but more importantly, as a buyer is go ahead and and take that analysis that you've done and take it to your, uh, preferably a repeat loan broker or a mortgage broker and say, Hey, we're looking at buying this. Can you size this loan? Uh, because what's ideal is once we go under contract, making that loan application as soon as possible after the effective date is a very big, impressive move that the buyer can do for the seller. Um, so that is, you know, part of the, having your ducks lined up in a row that's sometimes overlooked a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I can get a loan. Don't worry about it. Let's move mm-hmm. on. Well, you know, if you look at the loan to value or the interest rates all of a sudden spike or drop, um, your loan proceeds might be different than they were a week ago. Um, I think that's something to consider as, as you're putting your deal uh, on autopilot.
0: Yeah, Chris, I mean, from personal experience, you know, uh, the loan is such a critical piece of the of the timeline, right? I mean, you know, it, I mean, if you talk to a lot of brokers, you'll, you'll typically find out that the long pole in the tent and the reason why people aren't able to close on time, that is buyers, new buyers out there, is typically because the, the, the application hasn't been submitted in a timely fashion, or for some reason, things have slowed up on the loan side. And that's usually the last piece uh, that you need to fund and close a project. So, Really, if, if you are not submitting your loan package right away, you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball and you're definitely going to damage your relationship with the broker um, if that becomes a, a major reason why you can't close. And it really has no more to do with than the fact that, you know, you weren't really timely with, with that application and, and the processing mm-hmm. that loan application. It's so important.
2: That that if I if I can chime in here, um, we recently did a deal with MPG and UJC, <laughs> and that was by far not even an issue because the, the loan application, uh, everything else was I think submitted right upon the effective date, and that was very impressive. So um, that made everything smoothly. We closed on time, but I did want to mention that to you that that was a, a very much an experience on.
0: Well, we appreciate it, but we're no dummies. We work with old capital, so they they executed pretty well for us, and we're we're grateful for that. The sure. seller
1: wants to see that too, because when you do an application, not only do you sign the application to proceed with the transaction, but you also pay a, d- a deposit for earnest money or for uh, the uh, due diligence for the third parties. And so, you may pay anywhere from twelve to twenty thousand dollars, and that's a key indication for a seller that you're a pretty serious person. That you're yeah. willing to go forward, and, and there's uh that you have money at risk,
2: and that yeah so, that's unrefundable. Yeah, That's very true.
1: Yeah, that's nonrefundable. So don't, for, don't forget about that. Yeah.
0: Another great tip. Another. Well, what do you got? You're on a roll here. What's what's number four, Chris?
1: What what
2: I've experienced this item number four is create a calendar of buyer activities to share with the broker slash the the, the seller. I've seen it very few times but it's almost like a critical dates letter that a title company always an issues out. So you can almost back into where should we be? Where are we? Um, it, it's obviously a title company is going to have more concise dates, uh, you know, cutoffs and things like that. But a buyer proactively providing literally a calendar of, Hey, here's when we're going to inspect the property. Here's when third parties are gonna, probably going to be, here's my roofer uh, that's going to go out there, my foundation guy, whatever. If they put that on a calendar, uh, in you know, in writing and provide that boy that goes a long way because I think a lot of buyers out there have in their head, um, here's here's my calendar of events, but all you all but you never see it in writing. So what you should do is just resuscitate it, put it down on a calendar, and provide it to the other side. Um, I think that would go a long way. It's very rare, but I think that's extremely impressive when it's done.
1: That's great.
0: Such a great point. Chris, when we were talking about this offline and you'd brought that point up, it's something that I hadn't even thought of myself. I mean, uh, just like you said, we kind of as buyers assume that in our head, we've got the schedule out and obviously we take it pretty seriously. But taking that extra step to communicate a calendar in writing and memorializing that with you is such a great way to make your life as a broker a lot easier. Now you've got a list of things that you know the buyer is going to work on and you can proactively communicate with the seller to get things lined up. Like, for example, like you said, the the inspections. Such such a big, such a great point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is a moving piece. And, you know, if the roofer can't get out there on the exact date, that's understandable, but at least there's a time frame, and, and staff can uh, understand when they're going to be out there, et cetera. So it's just it makes the whole process smoother. And, you know, let's use the word autopilot. It just makes it, it just makes it go on cruise control.
0: Yep. I love it. Well, I mean, we're, we're wrapping it up here. Let's get down to number five.
2: Give us another great tip here. Don't blindside with execution items. <laughs> good one. That's, that's always a good one, but that's a, a, a simple way of saying, um, if there is a surprise, if there is, and, and I say this just from my years of experience, there will usually be an issue that comes up. There will be an issue that comes up is when an issue does come up, let's address it at that point. So whether it's from the contract negotiations or throughout the escrow process, if something does come up, bring it up then a small issue discovered early is, is much better than a <clears throat> <the throat> big issue discovered later. Um, and I would, I would stress that because being on autopilot, that means everybody's heart rate pretty much stays the same throughout the whole <laughs> transaction. And, and a, a surprise is un, is okay and understandable, but, but something that's held back and used later as a bigger surprise, people's heart rates and blood pressures go
1: up. I would tell uh, you that a senior broker like Chris is, is this he's always flat the newer brokers have these huge spikes that they're on fire very volatile (laughs) but but chris is like this so if you do bring something up he understands he he thinks about it and he's not fiery like that's your fault that's your problem it's like we're solving this as a team let's thanks for bringing that out let's see if we can solve it So I I think that's a great credit for Chris and and all of his years of experience. He's he's not volatile. He's a problem solver. If you do come across a problem, he's there to help you to get this thing done.
2: I think that's another word for broker is problem solver. So that's that's definitely. And and doing it so long, as well as JC and Paul, I mean, almost all the issues that do come up, we've run into before, and usually there's a, a, a solution or answer to it.
0: Such a great list, Chris. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind if you just maybe recap one through five. Just, just, give a, just give the recap here real quick.
2: So, one, be productive on the contract negotiations. Make sure you start early on, on what's important to you and what's not important. Uh, two, provide a list of due diligence items ahead of contract execution. Uh, being proactive on those items that we're going to need from the seller is always going to be paramount. Uh, number three, have your loan package ready to go. You can get your ducks lined up in a row before going under contract. That's going to be a, a very much a, a buy indicator for the seller. Uh, four, create a calendar of buyer activities that's going to occur. Just like a title company, if you can set it all up in writing and provide to the seller, it's going to make it a lot easier for everybody. And then finally, uh, don't blindside with any execution issues. So surprises will come up. We're all a team. Let's address them together and get over the uh, hurdles and make it a transaction.
0: Well, Chris, such great tips, man. I really, really, really appreciate you, you, you coming online. Um, you know, heck, you guys do a lot of deals out in Dallas-Fort Worth, I know, because we've transacted with you. Um, why don't you tell the viewers out there how they can get a hold of your team if they've got some deals they want to talk to you about or if, if they've got some deals they might want to buy from you?
2: Sure. Um, get a hold of me however you, however you can. Let me provide uh, my email address is my name, chris.douye.com. Um, I'll spell that for you D E U I L L E T at C B R E dot com. Or feel free to call me 214 979 6538. I've grown up in Dallas and, and know the market inside and out, and uh, would love to talk with you about buying or selling or however we can help you. We're, we're really here to provide a service.
0: Well, that is awesome, Chris. Well, again, we really appreciate it. Polly, anything going on on your side?
1: October 24th, 25th, Old Capital Multifamily Conference at uh, House of Blues. Our keynote speaker this year, uh, you know him, you love him, Coach Lou Holtz. Coach Lou Holtz will give you the inside information about uh, doing the right thing. Now, last year we had Roger Staubach talk a little bit about uh, real estate and his career with the Cowboys the year before. Teammates with uh, – and only, only we worked with teammates with uh, Rob O'Neill. This year – do the right thing with coach Lou Holtz. So look forward to seeing you go to the old capital website and RSVP to get tickets to come to Texas. See you and 700 other people to network in Texas.
0: I'm excited about it, Paulie. I will be there and I'm looking forward to it myself. I will be there also.
1: Fantastic. And then JC, what's going on in your life?
0: Well, things are good. You know, Multifamily Property Group is, is, is moving the needle here. And uh, if anybody out there uh, likes our style and would like to connect with us, uh, and if we can help anybody answer any questions, we are always here. You can go to our website at multifamilypropertygroup.com. Again, that's multifamilypropertygroup.com. Go to the Contact Us page and just request a free 15-minute consultation, which we are happy to do. We can set up and you'll actually probably end up talking with me personally for 15 minutes. And if you've got any questions on multifamily, we would be happy to help you out. So Chris, once again, thank you for joining. Polly, stay cool out in in Hawaii and have a good rest of your break. We are signing out. Thanks a lot for joining guys. We'll talk to you soon.